Lead pass. Oh, stop it! Stop it! They don't do him like that! Oh, what a move. What a spin and what a dunk! Oh, if you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball! Well, the city lead. Going guys, so we're back to episode 31 of the Amwan podcast. Uh, we're doing another episode over Skype today. I'm joined by Abdi, Casey, and Sam today. And Sam, enjoying the heat 7 and 1 so far on track. I mean, we, we're on the roll right, right now. Uh, momentum, we've got, we've got full speed ahead. Momentum, I mean, we just, we just lost one, but we'll talk about that. Yeah, um, yeah I'm enjoying it, us. I'm enjoying the threes. I'm enjoying the flow of the game, man. Just beautiful basketball around. Right now, if you if you deep it, yeah, all our teams that we want to do well are all doing well. Like the Rockets are one on one with the Lakers, Nuggets one on one with the Clippers. The Heat are up. Everyone's happy days right now. Yes, sir. Especially the Heat. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, I just want to quickly do like a little trivia thing. I usually do because um, episode thirty-one. I thought we'd celebrate or or laugh at teams that have blown 3-1 leads in the past. Um, I think it's happened 12 times in history. I don't think you'll know, obviously, maybe the first five or six, but in the last, like, five years, there's been four. So hopefully you guys get them. So if you guys want to maybe start with what you think is the the latest one to happen and work backwards from there, or, or just whatever you think, go for it, and then we'll obviously discuss it. I wish we could do the latest one, and that's that's the bubble one. That's the Jazz and Nuggets one, right? Three or three one lead. Yeah, I, I was I was shocked when Jazz were three one up. To be honest, I think I thought they would lose the series, but when they were three one up, I was like, no, no way they're losing this. Nah, for I thought they were gonna win it from the jump. To be fair, just off, just off like each individual players cancel each other out in the star lineup. So I just thought like whoever wins like the first two. Well, two, we win the whole series, but that was not the case, I guess. But yeah, that's my first, that's the first one. Um, the Golden State Cleveland? Is that the one, of, like, if we're working? Yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's the next soonest one, if that's the right term. Mm, yeah. Uh, it's the best game I've ever watched. I think me and Sam watched it back at uni. Them yes, times. yeah. Crazy. Yeah, Game 7 of that series is still the best sports event I've ever seen live. It's crazy. And then the one before that was OKC uh, Golden State. So literally the series before, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's crazy that Golden State, obviously, everyone laughs at them for losing a 3-1 lead, but they came back from 3-1 themselves, which... I was high on OKC that year. I thought I was going to win it all, but obviously it didn't happen. Yeah. And then the uh, the one before that probably was the OKC. No, no actually, Houston and Clippers, right? That, yeah, that's a year earlier, 2015. Conference semi-finals, obviously. Clippers up 3-1, looking for their first um, Western Conference Finals. Okay. I think, I think um, I'm not sure what game it was. Maybe game five mm-hmm. is when James Harden was on the bench and like the the Rockets bench managed to come back and beat the Clippers and make it like a a three two series. Um, 
Yeah, 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 I think I think that was the turning point in that series. Um, I think uh, the Rockets won Game One, right, and the Clippers won three. This uh, next three, so yeah, and Game yeah, Five is better. Yeah, maybe. And the other ones, I probably wouldn't remember the other ones. And, okay, do this. Is is it within this era? So like from 2011 upwards, or is it uh, everything else? I'll give you the next year, 2006. Oh. I'll give you a clue Western Conference first round Western Conference first round 2006 Yeah so obviously The team that lost it Were a very very good team Led by an all time Great player Okay And the team uh, that came back From Were like a revolutionary Offensive team Oh probably Oh so Steve Phoenix Nassi Suns team. Yeah yeah And The Lakers 2006 Lakers No no not the Lakers Right Lakers Yeah yeah It was the Lakers Oh wow It was Yeah yeah What's the What's the With the Lakers in 2006 um, I can quickly check. Was that the year they finished forty and forty or something? Forty one and forty one and stuff. That's what I'm guessing. Lakers were the seventh, forty five and thirty seven. Were the second seed? Seventh. Oh, seventh, and they beat the Suns. No, the Suns were down three one as the second seed. And oh, okay, 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 okay. I think that's that's the series Kobe quit on. Apparently, just quit on on them in Game Seven. Oh, really? Yeah, I think that was the as a series. that said Kobe was like. Um, he wasn't just going to score anymore apparently I think he was pissed off or something I forgot what, he, what the exact moment was but yeah alright so shall we go into the yeah the ref quite old I don't know if you want to keep guessing them no I don't think I'll probably guess anything before that you know uh, uh yeah probably probably I don't know probably like one of AI's teams <laughs> I don't know yeah no, the other teams um, Detroit came back against the Magic in the first round of the East 2003 oh yeah yeah uh 97 Sam's Miami Heat came back against the Knicks right for so <laughs> there were the in game 5 and Knicks players got suspended including Alan Houston and Patrick Ewing for game oh, 6 yeah. Oh, yeah for coming up yeah yeah, yeah. I remember reading uh, that. Parks and Larry Johnson uh, missed Game 7 as well, so some big names. Uh, 1995, Houston came back against Phoenix and ended up going on to win the obviously NBA Finals. Okay. Uh, then you've got to go about 15 years, 14 years. 1981, Celtics came back against the Sixers, they went on to win the title. 79, the Washington Bullets came back against the Spurs in the Eastern Conference Finals, so Spurs are in the East Finals upon the time. Wow. Oh, okay. Lakers came back against the Sun so opposite which happened about 35 years later and then first time it happened 1968 the Celtics came back against the Sixers so that's twice it's happened so, okay yeah four Sixers and then they get swept this season <laughs> yeah but yeah I think we're going to cover obviously first round of the playoffs um, we'll start what should we do start with the West yeah one seed eight seed yeah yeah um, so I'll just give my two, I'll just give my two thoughts on that uh, okay. I think when it was one nil up I was thinking okay cool the, the, the uh, not the Lillards uh, the, the Portland Trailblazers can can do it especially with the momentum they came into the playoffs as well I thought they were going to do it and then Lillard kind of was injured um, and then LeBron and AD took care of took care of the rest and then yeah what's your thoughts on that um first let me just uh, say obviously the Blazers have momentum going into the um going into the series itself we have to remember like every game leading uh before that like the seven games were 
in Port. So all seven games were basically playoff games for them. And obviously they had a playing tournament as well, so that was the eighth playoff game. So I think by then, like, I don't know, but, but most teams would probably have, um, you know, run out of gas by then. And you can see in game one also, because it's only because the Lakers missed so many shots. I think they were 5 for 31 or 5 for 35 from three in game one. And the game was still close. So I just thought there was no way the Blazers were going to beat the Lakers if they even remotely shot, like, 40% or 30% from three and that the Chokers stood a chance but um, yeah I, I thought it was done after that first game I just knew it because um, the Lakers were resting for a long time as well waiting for the game waiting for the playoffs to start against them so yeah after game one man I just didn't see the Blazers winning the whole series in itself but and yeah then they got uh, they got a gentleman sweet as the same basketball yeah yeah Four one. yeah yeah so, yeah, I agree. I, I didn't like how everyone was, as soon as obviously Portland went 1 0 up, everyone was like, yeah, Lakers, LeBron's washed, AD isn't built for this, Portland, Damien Lillard is the best clutch player. And it was like a massive overreaction. And obviously, like Sam said, Portland played a great game and Lakers didn't. And it was quite a close game from what I remember. Um, I even think, if I remember this right, um, the Blazers had 20 more shots in that game as well. So anytime you get yeah. up 20 more other team you're probably going to win just just on the just basic numbers if you get what I mean mm-hmm. alright let's go for second and seventh Dallas and Clippers did you guys ever think the Clippers were in any trouble uh, getting through Dallas or not I mean I'll tell, I'll tell you what um, F, was, it, was it the first game um, KP going uh, ejected yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. The first game, right? Yeah, I think, yeah. I think, yeah, that series, I think they got, Loki, the Clippers got saved. Uh, it could easily be 3 1. Easily 3 1. Even uh, um, if KP didn't get injured, obviously. Because Doncic was on a different level. Because, um, I mean, we had this debate whether uh, Doncic can exceed his potential. Um, I've seen the ceiling for Doncic, and it's just crazy how good, crazy good he is. Like, especially in the playoff critical moments, you see, even when he hit the game winner, in the timeout, he was flipping the ball. He wasn't even listening to the uh, um, coach's instructions because he knew he was taking a shot regardless. And yeah. it was just so that was just a drop your nuts moment. It's game that amazing. But yeah, if if it wasn't for the injury or the ejection, I think low key the Mavs would have won that. I can't lie. And we saw we saw the first iteration of playoff P or, or pandemic P as we <laughs> when you can't miss the shots. But yeah, um, that was my take. Yeah, no, I agree as well. I, like coming into the series, I, I thought obviously it's the worst matchup for Luca playing against one of the best uh, like defensive wing duos probably since Jordan and Pippen is up there. Obviously, you got probably LeBron and Wade as well, but they're mm-hmm. two of the best defense defenders and you just think can Luca really do it if you got Kawhi coming out you want possession then PG then you throw like Montrez at him and he done well man obviously he hit the game winner had what two 40 point games in that in that six game um, series averaged over 30 yeah man he, he was good and I just think now Porzingis is injured for quite I think he's really seriously injured I don't know if he's ever going to be so and we like briefly touched on the Nuggets and the Jazz. So and Sam, you were saying that you thought whoever goes two two up or gets a lead would probably end up winning that series. Uh, yeah. 
And Daryl, what did you think going into that series? Yeah, like going into the series, like Sam said, you try and look at uh, whose point guard's better, who's shooting guard's better, and from then you think, I don't know, maybe Denver have four better players in the starting five. So you just think, yeah, they're probably going to win. But Donovan Mitchell was was different that series. Obviously, Rudy Gobert had a few good games. Like that, him him and Jokic match up is good because they're so different. Yeah, yeah. But I always thought Jokic is such a threat from outside, and he plays like a guard just to bring Rudy Gobert out of the paint. It just opens up the game more. So I always thought, like I said, Denver would win. But obviously, when they were three one down, I was like, Donovan Mitchell, man, the guy is different. What? Three fifty-point games? Did he have two or three? Yeah, two. Uh, I think it was two. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But yeah Daryl, you came. Jamal came out of nowhere as well. You came looking for yeah. me, Daryl, when the Nuggets were three-one down. Yeah. No, to be fair, I do like the Nuggets more than the Jazz. It's just because you love them so much. I'm just like, yeah, they can let, let them hold it out of this series. No, no, like Houston are lucky. I swear that. They haven't come against the Nuggets because we. I've been waiting for that series for years now. Hopefully, we can get it in the conference finals now. But yeah, let's talk about four and five, OKC and the Rockets. This was the quietest seven-game series, I think. I think it's the least talked about seven-game series until it got to game six. That's when everybody started talking about it. Like you realize, like the Nuggets and the Jazz, everybody was talking about it after every game. Um, and then you get to the game six for Houston Rockets and OKC. Nobody's talking about it. So going to that series, I'm guessing Casey and Daryl thought Houston would go through. What did you think, Sam, going into that series? Um, against OKC, to be fair, um, I thought I thought the Rockets going to sweep that man. It's just it's just what it is. I thought they, uh, the OKC gave were about to give a valiant effort, but I just thought. Um, the, the Houston Rockets are going to sweep that until I saw Lou Dort which to be fair I've never paid attention to never really seen Same here, yeah. like that and then all of a sudden he's clamping the the su- supposed best offensive player of all time yeah quote unquote um, and yeah shutting down basically main, main, basically for the most part of the series he got shut down by Lou Dort and in game 7 man I was rooting for OKC just for just for the narrative, man, we just uh, it was just we've been beautiful for uh, Russ and Harden to be out at the same time. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it would have been great. I can't lie. It would have been great just if they were able to Stephen Adams were able to roll to the paint and oh, actually be a center for once the that, whole series. Listen, would have been over. Oh, that that killed me, man. I don't understand why they didn't find Adams there. Like the whole paint was open for Adams. All you do is just throw it out there for him, and he'll just grab that ball and just dunk it in and they just yeah. weren't looking at him I don't know who, who I don't know who the person who was inbounding it it was probably uh, Casey's Shea, favorite guy Shea, Shea, yeah Shay. bloody hell yeah. man he was not looking at Adams but it is, what, it is what it is man but Adams had to call for it too though that's what I'm saying if he, if he was actually a center the whole series he wouldn't see he wouldn't see himself open he would have pointed to the skies and throw it or just jump up and say yo give it to me I'm wide open exactly yeah but he was just yeah, it's just shambles all around, really. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Let's move on to the Eastern Conference. Let's go one and eight. Um, I think this should be a quick one. So when Milwaukee were facing Orlando when they're one nil down, any 
any any issues that you thought that Milwaukee Milwaukee were gonna struggle? No, not at all. Yeah, same here. And uh, then, I think actually done the same last year, didn't they? They beat the Raptors in game one, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, they beat the Raptors in game one, and, and then they got a gentle sweep after. But obviously, Toronto are like historically bad in game ones, especially at home. I think. But yeah. um, no, the Bucks obviously they were on course for what 60, 70 wins. They just had a bad game in it. They probably didn't need to take the bubble serious because they weren't. They were a clear one seed. Yeah, yeah. Maybe there's a little bit complacent, and then they needed that sort of smack in the mouth to be like, Do you know what? Let's just close it out in five. In five. Yeah, um, and then just moving on to the Raptors versus the Nets. Straight sweep, four, four zip. I was did not expect anything less than that. Um, I think first game they just took him out by thirty. Second game was a bit closer, but then they and then I think three and four, game three and four, they just killed him off. So that was not much of a series anyway. Yeah. In game four, they scored one hundred and fifty points and a hundred bench points, which yeah, is yeah. I think an NBA record. Which is crazy, yeah. And then yeah, man, that team is very good. And then, and then you go to the third and the sixth seed, um, which was Celtics versus Sixers. Okay, I didn't expect a sweep. Um, I, I was expecting a four-one, four-one, four-one series to the Celtics. Um, I wasn't expecting a sweep, but Celtics just came, did their business, and uh, went along. And then, yeah, I, I called, I called it on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I called, I called the sweep as well. It is what it is, man. Uh, the 76ers roster would never ever like the way it's set up. Would never like phase me or I think most of the teams in the East anyway. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's just such an easy the, team to game plan against. Yeah, like it's one of them things where you let you happily let Embiid go for thirty a night, which he did, twelve rebounds. Mm-hmm. Because what Bias Harris and Al Horford for the money they get paid, they haven't stepped up. Yeah. Um, obviously, Benson was being out as as yeah. much. I give him a hard time for not shooting. He probably wins one or well, obviously not him, but the the Sixers probably win one or two games with Simmons on the floor, just yeah, because just, of his defense. Yeah, just off his defense, you are. And then we go to the team in, in and then we go to the team in form um, in the whole playoffs. I think uh, the Miami Heat. Yeah. So they just took took care of the Pacers, um, and then now. We're into the second round. Um, I think we should just start with talking about the Miami Heat versus the Milk, uh, the Bucks. This is the, probably the biggest surprise in this in the in the second round right now. The Heat were three three zip up. Had a chance last night to close it out, sweep the Bucks, uh, sweep the reigning MVP, and probably the the MVP for this season as well. Um, and yeah, move on to the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, just one question, yes or no? Are the Heat in trouble now since the Bucks have come back to make it three-one? <laughs> trouble? Come on, man! Come on, come on, come on! Like it was, it was, it was a surprise for you guys that um, that we were up three-zero, but I wasn't surprised. Slides. <laughs> it's, um, it's just based on the regular season, we're the best team against them, and we compete every time against them because we know like. Potentially, we're gonna play them or uh, match up against them. Yanis showed yeah. his worst percentage against Bam. Like he just shoots his worst percentage when Bam's guarding him. It's just so, who he is. The, and thing, the thing is, I don't think it's just Bam. And I have to go. Sorry. No, no. I was just thinking. I'm just saying it's not just Bam. 
um, it's just the way that you guys play against him. Um, and I like before the series, what I always used to say is uh, Chris Middleton isn't doing enough to help um, Giannis in terms of just opening opening this, uh, the game up for him. And yesterday, like without Giannis, he showed his true potential. Like what he is, he's a very good one-on-one player. He can get a shot off in the mid-range, and I think I'm not sure if Giannis is going to play next game, but. If Giannis does play next game and Chris Middleton is able to show what, do what, do what he did yesterday, I think the Bucks could be a dangerous team next season as well because I think they just need to find a way to play with each other. I think they've struggled to play with each other late in games. If you watched the uh, the Nuggets last season, Murray and Jokic were trying to find their chemistry between each other, but they just they couldn't find it. So this season they worked in it all season where they just have this two-man game towards the last two, three minutes where they just have set a pick and roll and they've just learned to play with each other. Some sort, it's probably the same way as Karl Malone and what's his name, uh, Stockton used to play together. And then now Jokic and Murray are having this little connection that they have. And I think Chris Middleton and Giannis need to find that connection in the last two, three minutes. Because for me, the Bucks don't have an issue um, getting to the fourth quarter. It's just finish off, finish off the games. Like game three... That's a game they should have finished off and won the game. If they win that game, it's two one and probably a two two series right now. But it's just cause, it's just because they couldn't finish off the series. Uh, they just couldn't finish finish off the game in the last two minutes. And that's what I've been saying about the Bucks and Giannis. They either blow teams out or they lose close games. Like last season, same thing happened. If you check their playoff series, first and second round, they blew uh, they blew out every single team um, that they played. Every game they won, they blew blew the team out. But when they got to the Raptors and they started, the game started to get close and close, they just couldn't, they couldn't close the games out. And that's the issue that uh, the Bucks have. And I think Middleton showed last night he can close the game out. And I think that's, that's, the, that's the way they should go forward from now on. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I get with that. But um, I was going to say, uh, I have to give credit to Coach Spo just off the idea of putting Jay Crowder on Giannis. I, I thought Bam was going to go on Giannis over it. But it's kind of tactical because you don't want to get Bam in foul trouble. And the fact that Jay is a big body as well. Because we see in the Lakers series, when you, when you, once you have a big body, you can literally guard. You can guard taller players. Like someone like you know, PJ Tucker is making AD struggle. Um, but yeah, um, Jay Crowder puts a body on, on Giannis. And as soon as Giannis goes into the paint, he either does a spin move or a euro step. It's just two moves. So I think when he does that, the Heat will literally gang. Three, three, you see three or four people just go towards him and try either poke, uh, poke the ball loose or just uh, make him see bodies, basically. Uh, former war, as they say. And um, also with the Chris Middleton thing, I think the Bucks also have a trouble with that the Clippers do in terms of having playmakers, right? Um, if you see the, uh, I think the Nuggets game where Yoke is just throwing passes just off. Passes that I didn't even see, and I have a wide angle view of, of the whole game. Uh, just plays like that because they're so stationary when Yanis has the ball. Exactly. And, and and with what Kobe said as well, like if if you're just standing still, it's it's easy for the defense to guard that because there's no movements. Um, and once I think the box in the playmaker just okay, can Yanis turn it into that playmaker? We don't know yet. Cause I don't think it's that elite of a ball handler or that elite of a passer to, to, to make those decisions because they could easily be a LeBron and Kyrie duo yeah. where Just, LeBron does the playmaking for three quarters and Kyrie takes over the fourth or late in games to say 
just yeah, I, I, I always knew we were going to win the series. No, no, I, I, I agree. agree. I agree. Oh, it's not over yet, man. <laughs> yeah. so it is. It definitely is. No, no, <laughs> I, I agree with you when you say the the playmaking thing. Because like, even last night when Chris Middleton had the ball, they literally just watched Chris Middleton go one on one and get double teamed, and nobody made any movements apart from that one time where yeah. towards the end of the fourth quarter where uh, DiVincenzo made a nice cut. If it wasn't for yeah. that, they literally just they just stand there and watch Chris Middleton. Charged, by the way. He, no, no, I think uh, his feet weren't set. His feet weren't set. <laughs> but yeah, like I think movement is important uh, for the Bucks. Um, I think maybe they might have to change uh, a few guys in their team. Maybe get rid of Bledsoe and just find a Dragic in their team or something. Yeah, maybe with uh, Chris Paul actually, he'd be quite. If the money works out, he'd be quite a good fit, I reckon. Oh, he would be an awesome fit for the Bucks if he. Yeah. I think at this point, Chris Paul probably fits on near enough any team. It's just money, in it? Yeah. It, and the money worked out. And the fact that the Bucks gave up Malcolm Brogdon for, for Bledsoe is still mind-blowing because Brogdon is just, against, especially against us, Brogdon was messing yeah. us up every possession he got the ball. Like he was either making the right decision on the ball or his shots were just going in. In close our game, I think he had like a crazy triple-double, like yeah. 30 points and 17 assists, something like that. It was crazy. Yeah, no, he's a proper underrated player. Um, so yeah, let's let's go to the other series, the Raptors versus the Celtics. Um, I think when the Celtics were two up, I don't think I had any issues thinking that the Raptors were going to go down. Um, of course, when they were up um, in, the, in game three with zero point five seconds, of course, I think yeah, yeah, that's it. Celtics are three up, and the series is probably over. But I think the Raptors have done well to make it a two-two series. And I think now, I think the Raptors close the series out, to be honest. Yeah, I think whoever wins tonight's game probably goes on to win the series. I don't... And I think it'll be the Raptors. I don't think so. I think, I, I think if the Celtics win tonight, I think the Raptors definitely win game six. Uh, and, and then it's anybody's game in game seven. But I think if the Raptors win tonight, they close the series out, I think. Because I think the Raptors have the experience now. Um, to close the series out I think he, the way the Raptors play they've played like a very experienced team I, was like, I can't explain it like yeah, I didn't yeah. I didn't feel like they were in trouble yeah, when they were Boston two down experience in the playoffs as well wait say that again you don't think Boston has experience in the playoffs as well yeah but not as much not as much as the Raptors the Raptors have touched conference finals a few times I think twice maybe three times and they've touched the finals as well
and then game seven. I don't, I don't know though. You expect it from Ray Allen though. You don't expect it from OG and Nobi. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. if I lose because it's one of those ones like if I lose because OG and Nobi was free and he scored um, a last minute three pointer. Yeah. It's like it's so unlikely that I can live with it. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm not yeah. gonna lose sleep over that. But if it's Ray Allen, it's just like ah oh, man. Do you know what I mean? Like he's he's a he's a Hall of Famer, one of the greatest shooters of all time. And he done it in a really kind of like really kind of difficult situation. It looked like they were gonna lose. That yeah, happened. It's mentally why that would impact you. But yeah, yeah. Genuine, I don't know if he impacts me. I don't know if I'm losing sleep over it. No, 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 no. no, no. no. Casey, it's not, it's not, I'm, not, I'm not even talking about the three in itself, right? I'm talking about the sequence, right? Exactly. They left. Yeah. They left. Um, it was a miscommunication. They left OG wide open in the corner, and he made and it's like a push shot. It wasn't even normal uh, jump shot. And the reason why I compared to the Heat one is, if you remember, um, Coach Pop made a mistake of taking Tim Duncan out the possession before that, yeah. and just the rebound in itself, right? So you just knew you had that, like the rebound in itself, as straight to the corner, and he wasn't even a normal. I'm in the corner already. Three. He was backpedaling, and he knew exactly where he was, and. and and there's a three of rip. Yeah. It's just, it, I think that's the psychological aspect. No, no, Casey, Casey, Casey. You can't really predict them. Like, a coach can only do so much. Like, for me, when I watched that Miami Heat play, I was like, um, for me, that was Chris Walsh. Chris Walsh made the play. He got a rebound that he shouldn't have got. Yeah. He looked around. He saw that Ray Allen was already there. He the shot. passed it to him, and then Ray Allen made the shot. So that was like, that was basically elite level play. So it, was, it wasn't really something that you can plan for as a coach. Do you know what I mean? Uh, it's like, if I take, if for example, like if I'm a gambling man, and then I like my chances of losing to OG Anunoby versus losing to Marcus Gasol or Kyle Lowry, it's like I made a bet and I lost the bet. The bet might have been ten percent chance of me kind of losing. It just ha- it just so happened that today was my my one out of ten times that I've lost. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but the, it's, yeah, but the thing it's, is, it's not. It's not. Game, do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not. It's just a sequence leading up to that. Because in the Heat one, if you remember, I think is it. Tony Parker and I don't know if it's Tony Parker, but I know Kawhi Leonard missed free throws. I don't know if it's Tony Parker and Tim Duncan missed free throws as well. Kawhi, Kawhi. It's just an aspect of knowing I should have won. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You can't prepare for the way they lost. Like the way the way the Miami Heat one went for me, that was quality play. That was like quality basketball players. Chris Bosh, all stuff over three, four years, whatever. Before he came to the before he came to the Heat, high IQ player. Can play about three, four positions. Very intelligent. Ray Allen, one of the greatest shooters of all time. Uh, one of the greatest scorers of that era as well. Hall of Famer. Basically, just an elite player who's, who's played at very various different levels. So these are two players who are just two of the best basketball players to ever play basketball, and they've made a play. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes good basketball players just make plays. Like the OG Anunoby one. It was a good play from Nick Nurse, but it was. For me, that was a Hail Mary shot. No, no. Like, for me, that's the equivalent of like no, a half wait, let me, halfway let, shot. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, you run and you just try to shoot halfway. But if, three seconds left on the clock. Like, it's not a shot that's meant to go in. Yeah, okay. That's, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, but I'm just, I'm just talking about the, 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 even the only, like the yellow, the yellow ropes. It's just, it's just a psych, it's, it's psychological warfare. Exactly, yeah. That because I think with the heat as well, it's like, oh, they have the yellow tapes out. So they know, it's like, we've won already. Because yellow tapes are out. That's a championship. Is that we, we've won, and then uh, for that to happen, and, and then for them to af- after the game knows that they had the yellow tapes on, knowing they've won and haven't won it is like yeah, I have a like so I'm saying set a psychological thing over you, so I know we've got this. I can see, I can see why um, the Raptors would be encouraged by that. 
and they'll go on to do well. But if I was the Celtics, I would not, especially the way they played in the first two games, like they had Nick Nurse's number, to be honest. They had that team number. They struggled from three, they just struggled to create anything. And that was a, a large consequence because basically Steve Brad, Brad Stevens basically was doing what he was doing. Now Nick Nurse is kind of catching him up a little bit and they got a little bit of luck. So I can see why you might feel like, yeah, today's your day and you can, you can roll the dice. No, but equally as well, I still no. feel like those first two games no, has no. given the Celtics enough confidence no, to say, no, that, no. you know what, on, a, on, a, on our day, we can still beat this team. It's not that, it's not that, it's not that. It's not that, it's not that, it's not that. It's not that. But if you saw the way Jalen Brown even shot, are you just kind of skipping that? Yeah, no, I just wanted to say, Casey, what Sam's trying to say is is that Celtics went from being 3-zip up, 3-0 up, to being 2-1 down. Like, it's just, they were there. They had 0.5 seconds. It doesn't matter who shot the ball, how it went in. It's just that they lost that that lead they had, they were 3-0 up, it was in their hands. And the same thing with the Spurs. The Spurs were five seconds away from being NBA champions. Now they have to go back to, uh, now they have to go back home to play a game Wait, seven. It's just a, it's a, it's a psychology. I, 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 I know what you're saying, but I think it's one of those things is like, for, for me, for me, the way, the way, I'm, the way I'm talking about it, like if, if I'm in their shoes and I'm in a very high stakes game, and I'm in, I'm in part of the series, and I played this team before, and I know what this team can do. Basically, I'm saying that if if you're in if you're in their shoes, I think there is more for there's not enough there to suggest that you can't beat them. So for me, it's like when you when you lose that psychological battle, it's a point of when your head goes down, it's a point of okay, there's nothing that I can do right now to beat this team. This team is just better than me. There's no point in me even being here. I should just go home. I think that's, that's when you've lost that's the psychological battle. That's how they I feel. Don't think the are I don't think they have a place where they say, this this Raptors team is unbeatable. They, no, I they... don't think they're at that page. No, no, no. no. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think... I think with the, with the Spurs game, when, you, when, when a play like that happens and you've controlled the game for so long and then you finish like that against one of the best teams in the world, against LeBron James and all these guys, and you control them for the whole game, control them for the whole series... I can see why your head will go. I can definitely see why your head will go. To be honest, but here, I can see. I can see why you make that argument. But I don't think they're there yet. I think they're going there. I think they're going in the direction. But I don't think they're there yet. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't say they're exactly there yet. But I'm saying if you see the way Jalen Brown even played in game in game four, where the Raptors won comfortably, not yeah, and then he missed what the first ten, first ten three points. Yeah, he yeah he was like he was. One, 0 for 9 and then ended up 2 for 11 and shot yeah. 4 for 18 from the field so it's just that aspect of him kick and then at some point when the when teams start leaving you open because they know you're not going to make it I think that affects you in a way that yo I have to make it or it's just it's just embarrassing for me myself <laughs> you know what I'm saying so it's just certain players not, not for every because Jason Tim was didn't, didn't care I think so for certain players like it's just I let this game affect me now Maybe they come back this game, uh, so this game five now, right? Maybe they come back this game five and be like, just erase what just happened in game four and we just move. <laughs> or it could be like, if he, if he misses the first open shot, I'm for sure gonna think he's gonna say, wow, this is happening again, kind of thing. So that's that's my that's my whole thing. I hear that. I hear that, and I think it is it is possible. Like for me, I can't call this series. I think we go anyway. Yeah, I yeah. think we go anyway. To be honest. Because I think this team on paper, I think they're very equally matched. Like for me, Siakam, Tatum, 
Who else? Um, Kyle Lowry. Who's their point guard? Amber. To be honest, no, I don't even know. I'd even argue the Spurs. I'd, I'd, I'd even argue the Celtics have a better team, like in terms of individual players. However, the Raptors have a better unit, if that makes sense. So, one to twelve individually, the Celtics are better. But as a team unit, I think Raptors are are more kind of they have more also a synergy that they like to use. They have more synergy in that team. So I think it's just it's two teams who are equally matched, but equally matched in different ways. So you're trying to see who wins. So that's what I can't call it. I feel like I feel like it's either one's either one of them to win. And I think on on each of their days, like if this goes to game seven, I think the way that either of these teams wins is not going to be convincing. It's just going to be a very fortuitous kind of thing. Like the same way it was um, for the Raptors and Philly in game seven last year. I think it's going to be a similar kind of finish. Yeah. Daryl? Yeah. Are you still here? Yeah, man. yeah, one thing I wanted to say on the series is um, I think the only reason OG hit that shot is because of the bubble. Because if you look at it, yeah, Kyle Lowry got to step back so far because obviously there's no fans there. And obviously if Taco falls defending the inbounder, then obviously the further back you get, the more space you have. So I reckon if it was in, in an actual uh, stadium with fans, yeah. Arena, yeah. Then you, you can't step back as far. Taco mm-hmm. four obviously covered more ground, and he probably doesn't risk like a half court pass. So that's obviously just another little thing where the bubble is obviously helping teams out and not helping others. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I have differently though. So I was gonna say, let's go on to the Western Conference Finals, and we'll go with the. We'll, actually, we'll end with the Lakers and the Houston Rockets but let's go with the Clippers and the Denver Nuggets um, any surprise like for me I wasn't surprised that Clippers went 1-0 up but I was kind of surprised that the Nuggets came back and made it 1-1 so early I thought the Nuggets would probably take a game or two uh, uh, game three to maybe win a game um, but I'm surprised because the thing is like the, the Nuggets had only what two days rest a day rest sorry before they had to face the Clippers and they just yeah, yeah they, they just uh, got blown out basically by 10-15 points um, and then now they're 1-1 up and Jokic might not play game 3 so that's a big thing um, but yeah right now I think if the Nuggets go 2-1 up I think the Nuggets could go through what's your thought uh, Daryl? Yeah, I think game. I think yeah. I still expect the Clippers to win the series, but the Nuggets had a good first quarter. They outscored them by nineteen. So I think if you're down nineteen after one quarter, it's obviously very hard to come back. Yeah, and I think that's one thing about the Clippers. They don't. They don't obviously have the chemistry because they've only been together for like not even a whole season because we haven't had eighty-two games. Yeah. Um, like, like Sam says as well, they don't have a playmaker. So when things are going bad, they don't have like a Chris Paul that can just hold the ball and find the best pass 10 times out of 10 so yeah I think and obviously Kawhi had a bad game which is very rare he only had like 13 points yeah yeah and and the, and the thing that made the thing that made that feel very funny is that it was so quiet that nobody said anything because LeBron had a bad game the, game the night before so it was like LeBron had a bad game and then Kawhi had a bad game and nobody was saying anything because nobody had anything to say like nobody had no leg to stand on yeah 
and yeah, and also with, with, the, with the Clippers and Nog, after the first game, I just thought like this, this is gonna be like be a sweep. I didn't think they matched up well with. I, I thought the Clippers gonna win the second round regardless of who it was, um, regardless of whether it was the Jazz or the Nuggets. So, but yeah, yeah I it's, it's it's crazy. But I thought it's crazy how the second seed has an easier way to the finals than the first seed. But um, but it's yeah, funny. it's just yeah, because yeah. I as well. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to say one thing. Yeah, with Kawhi, I'm gonna sound like a Kawhi fan here, but. I think one thing that people need to recognise well is his game is very is very highly skilled. It's very, very highly skilled. So it's one of those things for him to score so consistently the way he does it, it's very difficult in this NBA. So when he for me it's it's a bit more shocking that he doesn't have more games like this, that's what I'll say. He should be having way more games like this. Because what he's doing is very difficult. It's not spot up shooting, it's not easy layups, it's not screens, it's just a lot of very individual, difficult shots in the mid range. I'm gonna get to my space. Shift, shift, dribble, dribble. It's a lot of. It's very hard on the body. Very, very hard to play basketball like that. And he does it very consistently. So, he, he, and the thing is also is is I think someone said that too. Is like a, he's like a small full version of Tim Duncan. It's very fundamental. So he gets this spot and just stays. It like he doesn't do too much out of his game. Yeah. So yeah. he's just have a see the open three, a take it. I'm going mid range, posting up, doing a uh, a free throw line jump or post fade, which or more often than not goes in Can he's a specialist he's very he's very, cyn- very uh, cynical I just wanted to ask you know with like Kawhi like there's times like I don't know if we've spoken about this before I think we have where certain people's points feel much more effective and impactful than other people like I think a Kawhi 33 point is better than somebody's 45 point game I just feel like his, his 33 points just mean so much more it gets his team over the line um, yeah. it's, I can't explain yeah. it like somebody can score I think like someone like uh, Jokic can score 45 points but I feel mm-hmm. like Kawhi's 33 points just um, is so much more valuable and just impacts the team more I don't know I can't explain it yeah, yeah I've, 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 said, I've always said this with, with the Warriors as well when, when the who has the best offense or who has the best defense do you know what I mean like somebody yeah. can get 28 points but if they're getting 28 points on spark freeze and easy layups, then it's like mm. I don't really feel intimidated by this person because like, I haven't. They haven't done anything to suggest to me that they can score when I am playing at my best. Do you know what I mean? But it's like it's the, yeah, it's, it's the LeBron thing, man. It's just like how most players would say LeBron's hard to guard, or most players would, most players in the NBA would say they say Kobe is much more harder to guard, like. Than, than LeBron just because of the weight of his points because LeBron's just transitions it's like off drives it's just it's layers you can't obviously it's finishes you can't do anything about but most often than not it's like I'm going to live with giving him that and then there's yeah. some plays you just can't live with giving him anything and when they and when you, when you make it harder harder for them and they still make it it's just like what's the point? Yeah. like you say Tyrese means like what more do you want from me? yeah mm-hmm. there's nothing I can do Alright, cool. Uh, let's go on to the last series, the Lakers versus the Houston Rockets. I think this is Daryl's, like Daryl wins every time a team wins. So if Lakers win, he wins. If the Rockets win, he wins. So yeah, so Daryl, so what's your thoughts on this series so far? Uh, I'd probably say Houston will pro- would probably be too, you know what, Westbrook maybe bowed out. 
And because all the Rockets were good yesterday, except Westbrook. Yeah. And obviously, it's hard to blame one player, but I think what seven turnovers, five personal fouls, bad shooting. He even said it himself. He's just running around. <laughs> yeah, I heard That's that. That's crazy. <laughs> it was- He's like, yeah, out around just. The one thing I wanted to say is, uh, what's it called? It's, it comes back to that point that you made at the beginning of the year when Westbrook got traded to uh, Rockets. That you go, like, Chris Paul couldn't, like, win or lose the Rockets a game. It was all on James Harden. And with Westbrook, it was he could win them a game and lose them a game. So, like, in game one, he basically won them the game. And then game two, he lost them the game. So I think if he carries yeah. on this way, he could he could he could keep it to four three. I think he could beat the Lakers four three. Yeah. Um, he, he did like seven times in game one there, if I remember right. LeBron was just swatting his shots. He done it yesterday as well. Yeah, I mean, I think LeBron has some vendetta against Westbrook. I've never seen him block one player so much since like Steph Curry in the sixteen final. I think it was Casey that tweeted actually how LeBron, one of yeah. LeBron's son's favorite players is Westbrook. So LeBron takes a Brody, Westbrook. Yeah, that's Westbrook. That's Westbrook. 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 Even though the, the 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 Lakers had like a twenty one point lead going to the third or some or some close to that anyway, and just just the way the way the Rockets play, you they're never out of the game. So it's just yeah. Once those three starts falling, it's, it's, it's clear. So and and they and they let that thing happen yesterday. But the thing I would say though, if if KCP or Danny Green can make at least two shots in the first quarter, two threes, the game's over because. You're not, you're not stopping AD and LeBron after that. If them two can hit shots, it's just it's over with. So it's it's it's, it's the Lakers, man. It's the Lakers. The Lakers. The way the Lakers win is either they shut themselves down or that's it. That's, I think that's the only way you beat them. It's if they hit shots. They're very they're a streaky team, man. When once those three starts falling, it's just clear for a new team. In my opinion. Yeah, enough. I think it was Houston's first loss while shooting 40%, over 40% from three. So that's, obviously, if Houston, you think, oh, if we hit 40% of our threes, we're going to win. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't happen. You think, like, shit, like, what else? What's our mm-hmm. game plan now? Because you'd think they're, like, unbeatable with that stat. Mm-hmm. And obviously, AD obviously had a good game. LeBron had a good game. Rondo had some good minutes off the bench. Yeah, quality minutes, yeah. Yeah, I think it's just for me. It's just a, a case of who whose game plan works. Like the minute the Lakers, it probably won't happen. But like the minute they take AD off the court or stop playing the center, Houston probably take advantage of that. Yeah, because that that's the coach feeding into Houston's game plan. Or opposite, the minute maybe I don't know. Houston don't really have a big center, do they? I think Tyson. Tyson Curry. Charlotte not. I haven't seen him touch the court. But I just yeah. imagine the minute they, the time they start giving him a few minutes is when they think, yeah, our game plan's not working. So mm-hmm. I think whoever cracks first probably loses the series. I think that's yeah. what it's like. I think for, for Houston to win, they have to believe in what they're doing. As soon as they, they, they doubt themselves and they say, nope, we need a centre, that's when you've lost. 
I think it's just a thing you have to win or lose the way you want to play basketball. So I feel like the team, the team is there to win, but it's very, it's very. You have to win in a certain kind of circumstance, and it has to. A lot of things have to go your way to win playing small ball. So it's one of those things. It's like it's, it's a very, it's a very high risk, high reward type of basketball that the workers are playing right now. But I think the NBA is kind of it caters a little bit to, the, to that type of basketball these days. They're so offense heavy. So if you have a team that can kind of score in bunches, like 20 minutes, 20, maybe you have 20 points in about five minutes. If you have a team like that, that's a team that can always beat. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And shout out to PJ talking about he deserves he deserves his own award too, but Bro, he's six, four, I don't six, like six five. However tall he is and just doing a good job on both stars. I don't we like that. We talk about all time great side. I don't like the no, disrespect he gets. I don't like so, the dis- I don't like the disrespect he gets, man. Like yeah, it's just, it's funny to him though, which is good. Like everybody going into the game, they're like, oh yeah, this is what this center is gonna do to uh, PJ yeah, Tucker, yeah. and it never happens. <laughs> like, yeah, I think people play too much. So no, it's it's because it's because I think people play too much 2K. So it's like I'm taller than you. I'm just gonna dunk the ball every time. And just as how this analysts say Westbrook. You wide open, just go to the and dunk the ball. So it's just it's not that easy. Exactly. So when when people are saying they're saying charges, you know you can't just go to the paint and just say yeah. I'm dunk. Exactly. You know, it doesn't work like that. Westbrook has to take the shots they give him, or he's he's not going to be on the floor like that. So, yeah. but um, yeah, he's he's a big body man. He's he's. I think there was I think yesterday there was a time where they showed both of them on the uh, on the camera, and you can see AD just giving PJ props that just shaking his head saying. Like he's a tough person to to go against, kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah. Like I'm not sure if you lot ever watched the Rockets back in the day, but we used to have this guy called Chuck Hayes, six foot six. Yeah, yeah, six, six, six yeah. yeah, he just used to rebound. He couldn't shoot for shit, but he could rebound really well. PJ Tucker, he's similar to him. Like he was amazing. It's rare to find that size. You can defend so many positions and can spread the floor as well, and can basically be whatever you want him to be on the floor. Like the way he plays basketball is very invaluable. Like you can't replace what he brings to a team. It's very hard to kind of find a PJ Tucker, which yeah. is sad. Hey, we deserve, but it is what he is. Yeah, he's, he's he's amazing for sure. Yeah, he's he's that typical player that you can't look at his stats and be like, oh, he only had three points and four rebounds because that three point, you know, it's probably a one of three to keep them in the game. That mm-hmm. rebound is probably boxing out someone like AD for a clutch rebound and just little things like that where. When he's when need him to do something, he does it. That's surprisingly, he's someone like that. Yeah. And surprisingly, or, or, or not surprisingly, is how good the, the Rockets are rebounds as well. Is they don't they're not giving up anything easy because the rebounds nowadays are long. So it's like because the shooting so many threes, the rebounds are long, and yeah. you got guys running from corners and crashing. So that's hard to box out in itself. Mm-hmm. And Peter Tucker had like 14 or 15 rebounds last game, so it's just even the rebound before the Lakers gonna re- win the rebound, uh, um, you know, the win- rebound battle. But it's, it's not the case; it's pretty even at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And I think okay, okay. that's why the rebound is less of an impact in this um, series because obviously when you shoot threes, you get a longer bounce, and it's, it's, a, it's a lot harder. It's a lot harder to determine where the ball's gonna bounce, which mm-hmm. means it's a lot more random. So that the so what you kind of in a similar sense like the way in the NBA like the points is kind of a bit more inflated now. In the same way, the rebounds is more inflated as well. 
Because before it used to be a case where you had to be taller than somebody, stronger. You had to have better timing to catch a rebound. Mm-hmm. Now it's kind of, you just have to be at the right place at the right time. If you're at the right time, you can get five rebounds in a game. Do you know what I mean? Just that's because you're, it's just, you're standing somewhere. That's you know why. I mean? yeah. That's why. Yeah, like Larry Bird said, most, most of the rebounds were 80% on, on the basket because that's where they shot from mid-range and close to the basket. But now, it's just all over the place. It's, yeah. You have to have proper instincts now, to be fair. Exactly. Like, if you break a three-pointer, that can go anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. So then what's the point of having a guy who's 7-4 if the ball goes all the way out to the three-point the three line again? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that wraps up the episode. We've covered the first round and the second round extensively. Um, and then, yeah, I think after the these rounds are over, we'll just do one for the conference finals. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Before, preview, yeah. yeah, so before we finish, um, so Raptors Celtics. Sam, who are you going for? After the Raptors, man. Daryl. Raptors as well, man. Casey? <coughs> watch him, watch him go. Well. Oh, I was about to say, I say, watch him say Celtics. Uh, Raptors. <laughs> I'm going for Raptors. All right, cool. Uh, the other series, Miami Bucks, Sam. Uh, the, as well, he. Daru? Daru? Yeah, and he. Like, no, no team's going to come back from freedom down. I can't see. Casey? He will close it up. I want to say Bucks, but I still think that Middleton is a fraud in it. He played really well yesterday. Yeah. Played yeah. really well. All right, cool. I want to see what he does when his team needs him consistent. Before, right. I, before I tell it, before I say I'm wrong, I want to see what he does when his team needs him consistent. Right. So for now, I'll say Miami. But yeah. All right, I'm gonna go it's a difficult one. I'll say if Giannis comes back healthy. Chris Middleton gives us what he did yesterday. I'm gonna go for the Bucks to come back. Um, Alright, cool. So, Lakers, Houston. Lakers. Daryl. If, 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 oh, if, if Green and KCP hit one shot in three. <laughs> Daryl. There we go. Wait, Daryl, who do you go for? Lakers, Houston. I said Lakers, man. I still think Lakers are still too much. Uh, Casey. I'm saying, I'm saying Lakers. However... Don't sleep on Houston. From Ben, I'll say Lakers. However, my heart says Houston. That's what I'm I'm going for Lakers. um, And then now Clippers, Nuggets. I think this is the one that we might have different answers. Sam? Um, If Jokic plays, (laughs) still Clippers. (laughs) 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 Darryl. Um, because just because it's, it's questionable as well, which is obviously going to be 100%, so yeah, it's, it's Clippers. Daryl, Clippers, of course, he wants the Nuggets to lose. Um, no, I want the Nuggets to win this series. The way the Clippers treated Doncic and like all that stuff, I actually want the Nuggets to win, but I think the Clippers will win. Casey? Clippers in seven. Wow. All right, cool. I'm going to go for Nuggets and that's my team. I have, I have to support them, man. But yeah, I think, to be honest, we've kind of gone for the same teams anyway. Raps, Heat, Lakers, and Clippers. So yeah, all right, cool. I think the one surprising team that isn't for Sam is that um, I think we expected Lakers, Clippers, and we expected the Raptors, but nobody expected the Heat apart from Sam. But yeah, all right, cool. That's a wrap for episode 31. Lead pass, whoa! 
should he leave? Westbrook cocking the hammer, pulling the trigger, and one.